0: And I'm joining the line by Emma Carter and Emmett. A um, couple of things to talk about. We're going to talk about immigration in just a minute. But uh, the passing of a uh, major political figure, John Bruton. Uh, now, it said everywhere yesterday he died after a long illness. I didn't know the man was ill, but I didn't know him that terribly well either. Uh, but no more than everybody else, uh, he's part of uh, what shaped the way things are today uh, politically.
1: That's for certain, Seamus. I um, uh, had the pleasure of meeting John Bruton on one occasion at a, at an art collection launch in uh, Strokes Town in Roscommon there. And it was, uh, he was a nice man, very uh, down to hurt, very sensible. Um, this wasn't a big ribbon cutting event now, it was a very small event, and he was a personal friend of the artist involved, and that's why he came down. But he went out of his way to come down and give her that bit of extra support that she needed, um, which was, you know, a good sign of a man, really, when you think about it. I'm sure he had plenty of uh, plenty of offers to be doing something on that Saturday, but he decided to support an old friend. So that, that I suppose, outside of the political foray, that probably shows you, tells you more about the man um, that was. Uh, I suppose, look... <laughs> His time as Taoiseach and his time in gael politics, um, people look back, I suppose we all look back on these things with a certain amount of nostalgia.
0: Um, Absolutely. i
1: seen, I seen a lot of tributes being paid to him by uh, former, current and former fine Gael politicians. Um, very interestingly, I found um, that uh, the two or three of the, the tributes that I read Online over during the week, there um, were actually a former Fine gale politician, sort of politicians or politicians yeah, yeah. that that, that Fine gale was the, the was last what sorry that Fine Gael was last the last time Fine Gael yeah. itself was under John Bruton. That was sort of the general uh, consensus that that was.
0: The last great um, era in finding Gael politics. Yeah, he was supposed to. You know, he 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 definitely uh, was his own man, and he was. Uh, I know that they went into government. Uh, it, it, it happened all of a shot. I remember it very well uh, because Albert slipped up. Albert and Dick Spring fell out. Uh, and uh, everybody was saying there'll be a general election but there wasn't a general election because John Bruton put together a government uh, and the PDs were in it and Labour were in it uh, and uh, Dick Spring switched sides he went from Fianna Fáil to Fine Gael and uh, John Bruton changed his mind about the Progressive Democrats. He didn't want them in first, but then he changed his mind. And it was quite a successful government that I can remember. Uh, the only thing about it is that uh, the only thing about it is that when it came to the end, um, his absolute number in, in Britain was John Major, and I'm sure they did a lot of work. But once Bertie Ahern and Tony Blair got in, uh, you know, it all seemed to take off.
1: That's right. Yeah. Look, no, timing is timing is everything in life. Um, and the the reality is, I suppose. Look, we're, we we my generation in particular will be probably the first to kind of really forget. Um, yes. What this island was really like before before that peace accords um, came into came into being. Um, and that's, you know, multiple politicians of all colours in Ireland, um, including um, Charlie Haughey right through to Bertie Ahern, had a huge body of work to do to get us to peace on this island. Um, and everyone's contribution to that um, can't be underestimated.
0: Absolutely. That was John Bruton and Ayesha Anam. Arnhem. Uh, the immigration uh, problem, well I don't know whether it's a problem or not, but uh, some people would say it's a huge problem, other people would say uh, it's not uh, there was a march the other day in Dublin and as I was sent to a affair, uh it depending on what you, uh, social media you look at some people said there was thousands at it uh, it was, I don't think it was featured on the news at all so I'm sure that like a lot of those things, uh, the truth is uh, probably in between. But it is becoming an issue whether we like it or not.
1: Yeah, um, like it's, it's good that you say the truth is somewhere in between. As I always say, there's your story, my story, and the truth is in the middle somewhere. Um, and look, the the march that took place, um, somewhat pointed, and probably you know for the average punter, what you'd say, maybe a little bit um, extreme exactly. approach. But look, the the long and the short of it is that there has been a sea change in Irish political um, dialogue over the last month um, where you now see the establishment parties like Feingale and Fyndham Hall um, addressing uh, immigration as an issue and um, taking a Opposite stance um, to the stance they've taken up to now. That's right. It was a bit of moral and legal obligation to offer protection. Um, you see, for the first time in Irish history, um, and you know we had a, we had the referendum, the citizenship referendum, back in two thousand and four. I think it was three or four, and you know that was the last time that. Um, I suppose immigration was really put to the people. Um, now you have uh, the the completely change in terms of they're going to now start chartering flights yes. directly to um, government chartered flights directly for deportation. Like you know, things that have always been within the gift of government and have always been in our legislation, but we're never really um, utilising it yeah, yeah. now.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, Look, I suppose uh, my own experience of the la- in the last couple of weeks, I was uh, in hospital, and I can tell you one thing for certain: we would be in a very, very bad situation in this country if we hadn't um, migrant nurses and doctors.
0: Absolutely, uh,
1: sur- service in our hospitals, and I'm sure that is true of so many walks of life. I'm, um, I,
0: I agree with you hundred percent, sir.
1: But I, they, I suppose problem from government's perspective is you can't continuously say that there's no issue at all with something when there clearly is an issue in some elements of it now that doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the back no office. no no um, and I think that's the nuance of this discussion and that's the nuance that I suppose it might have been missing from the march during the week um, and it's definitely a nuance that's been missing from um, political dialogue for the last number of years I
0: totally agree with you at. Uh- they have to, they have, you know it's, it always ends up that it has to be fair in and in the middle of the argument, I mean g- going to either extreme is going to achieve absolutely nothing
1: Exactly, yeah, it's going to achieve nothing And but I, I feel I suppose it's a harsh criticism of government, but I think it's probably a fair one, that their reluctance to deal with this in a nuanced and um, sensible and centre of the road of Manner over the last number of years has sowed and probably watered and nurtured the seeds of dissent um, and has pushed people that would normally not have a strong opinion one way or the other on these issues to having very strong opinions uh, one way or the other. And I suppose that's where when you lose the ability to um, discuss things openly and respectfully uh, and taking differing viewpoints on board without falling out or without resorting to name calling and um labelling, then that, that's when you lose that's when things devolve outside of dialogue and start devolving into division and to be quite honest, in some cases criminal behaviour. Um and that's what we need to avoid as a as a society. We need to In a position where we can talk about these things because then it stops people doing things like burning um, asylum centres. Exactly.
0: And that that achieves absolutely nothing either. It
1: it, it achieves nothing either. So it's it's the extremes on both sides. um, And like that, just being able to have a respectful dialogue um, is like a pressure release valve when these situations start developing. Um, You're not forced to one extreme or the other because you can actually have a conversation about it and deal with it openly and frankly.
0: Okay, uh, we'll leave it there. Emmett Fairclough. thanks a million for that, and we'll keep an eye on that. It's something we'll be talking about again because we have the local uh, elections uh, coming up. But we'll leave it there for the moment, and thank you for your time again. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks a million. Emmett Corcoran, there.